On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 6, Episode 9, The Battle of the Bastards. Chris and I welcome our friend Dan for his first guest appearance. We do a Mount Rushmore for Best Weapons in Westeros, and buckle up folks because it's The Battle of the Bastards, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Alright, here we go. So, guys, welcome to a very special episode of Deep Thrones. This is Season 6, Episode 9, Battle of the Bastards. Battle of the Bastards. We're really excited. I, of course, am Sims. My partner, Sheedy, is here. Hey, what's up, up, guys? And we also have a guest joining us via Skype, Dan Dillon, a friend of the pod, a friend from high school. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time Skyper. Yeah, he's (laughs) Skyping in from Kentucky, where he lives. Uh, this is his first time guest starring. He actually power listened to this the last two weeks because he knew he was going to be guesting on this episode. And also, he was the person who always complained about our spoilers. Yeah, so interesting story. Dan actually jumped into the series late, kind of like Sheedy did, only like a year later than Sheedy did. <laughs> and um, so we, we tried to hold off on the spoilers for a long time, but it didn't really work out. So... But yeah. now he's all done. I don't done. think you tried very hard. Yeah, we did. I think you talked about trying. <laughs> we well, Shitty tried hard. I, I well, though we both stopped trying yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> we both refrained. Um, I also, Chris, just kind of like dropped this on me that we were going to be doing this shit live. Yeah. I had no time to do my hair. I usually, <laughs> whenever I go out in public, I wear just a light base, but I wasn't I didn't have time to put that on. So. Well, this is me, uh, no make no filter. I just got a haircut today, so that's, Did you? that's why I suggested the live suggestion. No, you know, feeling good? You yeah, feeling yourself? Yeah. We also got sports down in the background. We got, yeah, we got John Snow nice. back here. John Snow's kicking it. Yeah. This episode's also brought to you by Miller Latte, um, the low calorie, um, better taste, juice. less filling. Yeah, yeah. better ingredients, <laughs> better pizza. So we had a lot of uh, interesting Thrones news come up this week, um, starting out with. We had some new footage actually last week with Arya seeing a dragon flying over Winterfell and the Unsullied marching on what seems to be, it didn't look like they were marching into battle, it looked like they were just showing up at Winterfell for the first time. Yeah. Did you see it, Dan? No, I did not see it. He didn't oh, see the new footage. No, oh, you gotta man. check that out. Oh, one of the things my sister Allison asked me, which actually was a good point, kind of threw me for a loop, she's like, if the Unsullied are from Essos, where did they get that winter clothing real quick? Because well, it's like uniformed. I don't. I don't think it's like real quick though. I think they've been chilling there for a while. Because it was cold in Dragonstone when they showed up too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So they probably had some time to put that together. But the interesting part that I was actually reading. I hear Grey Worm's a really good sewer. So he is <laughs> yeah, good sewer. Um, the interesting no part dick, I was man. reading about was um, Arya is gonna have like a big like lady crush on Danny kind of. So basically, I mean, based on what? Just that she's a, the dragon? Well, because remember, like in season two or season three, um, Arya was talking about uh, oh, she was Tywin. talking to Tywin about like the old Targaryen queens and stuff. Yeah. And so I think Arya is going to be super pumped, almost more pumped than definitely more pumped than Sansa will be to meet Danny when she gets there. True. I uh, I think Arya, the, yeah, she's like one of the she's a girl who likes strong women, and Danny is one. She's a, mm-hmm. a warrior in her own right, riding Drogon into battle uh, on more than one occasion. It's going to be a role model for her, for sure. Yeah, and along with that, they just released those new photos today. Yeah. So yeah, let's dive into this. So what? So they what they did was they released different photos 
of each like major character that's left. Yeah. And sitting on the Iron Throne. Sitting on the throne. So except uh, a friend of the podcast. Can I just say that it was bullshit that they put Sam on the throne? Agreed. <laughs> no Agreed. chance, dude. Agreed. King Sam, I'm down. Agreed. I know it's an Iron Throne, but his fat ass still would break it. <laughs> Uh, I also, my friend Cassie, who's been on the podcast multiple times, pointed mm-hmm. out, uh, no Tormund. Yeah. Which is scary, because he was on the wall at the end of Season 7, which means is that insinuating he dies right away. But also, it's a wildling, so I feel like it's passable that he wouldn't be on the throne in the pictures. But the Night King was there, Arya. There were a lot of characters that were kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, Fionn was on it, and I was who, like, uh, no. What's, um, uh, was on there. Melisandre was on there, too. The Ma- yeah, that's right. Mel yeah. was on there. She had her clothes on too. Highly unrealistic. <laughs> uh, what what else do we have come up this week? Oh, George R. R. Martin actually refused to make a cameo on season eight because oh. um, he he said that he didn't have time to fly out to Belfast because he was working on Winds of Winter. But you have a theory. Bullshit. I do have a theory, and I, I think it's Dan actually just said that it's bullshit. I think he's just being lazy and being a turd and doesn't want to go and do it. <laughs> And he, he's probably just like sitting there, like uh, I'm not even working on Winds of Winter. I just don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, um, uh, I I think part of it is that George, like Stan Lee, died this year, and Stan Lee always did cameos, and I think he views those as like the kiss of death now. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting yeah. theory. Except Stan Lee did cameos for like 15 years. Yeah. Before, oh yeah, his insides were dying <laughs> <laughs> slowly. The the cameo disease is a slow one. It's a slow one. It's but, a slow killer. It but at George's size, he can't risk it. <laughs> uh, but also, Sophie Turner actually uh, is coming out with a new movie, an X Men movie. Yeah, it's an uh, impressive yeah. cast too. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah Dark Phoenix. Um, the trailer just came out. I think yesterday. Did you watch maybe? it, Dan? I haven't seen the trailer. I saw the movie poster though. She looks badass. She does. Yeah, she does. She does. But then she also posted a picture of like the Jonas Brothers and said they're back. Yeah, that was lame. Weak. Weak. We can't have that. We like you either give us badass Sophie or you give us Jonas Brothers Sophie. I can't, I can't have, have both. I can't have both. You can't tug me both ways. I need a smooth <laughs> stroke. <laughs> you can't Robert Kraft me. I need, no, I need uh, it up and down, not around. Uh, another uh, thing is, uh, I heard that that movie is like went through hella reshoots and they've done test audiences on it, which they do in Hollywood all the time now, and that. There's been a lot of complaints. Really? Fans are saying that there's a scene in it that's supposed to be like the emotional crux of the film, and there's like loud laughter. And everyone says the movie's gone through terrible rewrites, terrible reshoots, and that it's so far Marvel, this is like one of the ones. Or does Sony run X-Men? I think uh, Sony. I think, I think Sony. Sony does it. Well, whoever runs it, they're, they're running through some, some trouble with it. But so, Sophie still looks badass. I was going to say, put a hot girl looks leather, awesome. I'm there. The, the, yeah, true. well... I feel like the X-Men series has been going downhill because they keep traveling back and forward in time and Mystique keeps switching sides and they keep switching between old and young uh, Professor yeah. X. I can't keep up. I oh, and Jennifer Lawrence is in it, right? Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence yeah. is, is Mystique in it. And McAvoy? That's a big cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the trailer looked awesome, but all the, you just bashing it right there kind of made me not want to go see the movie. I'm sorry, dude. I have a I have an obligation to our fans to deliver the truth. All right. <laughs> when does it come out? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I actually have no idea. Either. I think the summer. Yeah, so, yeah, probably like it's May or June blockbuster. or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. When does it come out on DVD? That's what I'll see. Listen, don't ask us the hard questions. We're the yeah. hosts here, Dan. Okay? We're not here for your gotcha journalism. <laughs> Uh, so, when, does, when does it come out to Blockbuster? Yeah, I don't know. Um, do we have anything else to cover, or do we want to jump into the review no. of the episode? Uh, Dan, thanks for joining us. You excited? I'm very excited. Hell yeah, you are. All right, so without further ado, we will dive into the review of Season 6, Episode 9, Battle of the Bastards. My favorite episode ever. 
Well, we'll get to the rating. Let's not spoil it. For, no, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no, the first segment comes later. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, see, good boy. Good boy. Favorite guest. Uh, so we actually we start out in Marine. Everything's going to shit. Um, you've got like catapults being rock, like, rocket launched at uh, Danny's camp and everything. Catapults being rocket yeah, launched. Yeah, you know, the technology. The technology. Right. Nukes being landmined. <laughs> it's all fucked up. <laughs> Um, but I hate yeah, it. So Danny actually just got back um, from Drogon flying her in, and she gets a kind of a briefing from Tyrion. Tyrion's like scared. Yeah. She goes, Danny yeah. looks mad, and I want to be, I'll be honest with you, like sometimes when girls look mad, they just look hotter to me. <laughs> yeah, well, you always think Danny looks hot regardless. But so yeah, true, doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, so Tyrion kind of fills her in on what she's missed. She says, or he says that everything's been going well for the most part. But it's kind of hard to believe that when you have catapults being launched at you. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's there's a point that he says things are going really well in the city, and then like rocks fall from the from the ceiling. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So Danny actually is complete complete badass in this moment, and just says, "Well, like you know, let's go to work." And then Tyrion's let's get this like, bread. Yeah. Tyrion's like, "Well, do we even <laughs> have a plan?" And um, Danny's just like, well, we're gonna burn everyone down. We're gonna return them to the ashes. Yada yada yada. Standard Targaryen wild lady stuff. Um, and then they actually devise a way cooler plan. Um, Get on the dragons and, and go to work. Well, they met with the slavers first. That's true. This is the slavers of Slavers Bay, right? They're right. all they're all trying yeah. to take back. There's a there's a uh, siege in the, or there's a uh, blockade by the fleet in Slavers Bay. Right, so then they talk to the three main guys of Slaver's Bay, like the three leaders of the different cities. What is it, like Asterpol, Yunkai? Asterpol, Yunkai, Marine. And Marine. Like and, the wise masters. And, they, and they're like, they're like, so we're here to discuss terms of surrender. And Danny's like, I think you misunderstood. We're here to discuss terms of your surrender, not mine. So good. And then he's like, you don't get it, queen. Like, your reign is over. And she's like, no, my reign has just begun. Drogon comes out of fucking nowhere. She hops on it. Hell yeah. So good. <laughs> she, she just dives on there. And then uh, she just flies up. The other two dragons come out, Viserion and uh, Rhaegal come out too, and then they just start blasting the fleet. Oh. Meanwhile, Tyrion's like, all right, well, you know, all this shit's going down. You guys had your chance. You broke your oath. We made peace, and, and you denied that. So one of you guys has to die, of course, speaking to the wise masters. And then two of them just throw the third one under the bus. He's like, oh, you know, he's not raised with us, yeah. blah, blah. They th- threw and the one with He's lowborn, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he had eyeliner on. I think that had something to do with it. <laughs> Record show. And uh, and then so basically the guy who got thrown on the bus gets on his knees and Grey Worm steps up. He was fully prepared uh, to suck he, that dick. He, he was, was fully prepared. He was. It was, life or, it was life or death at that point. He was fully prepared. And you got to sink or swallow. It's his choice. <laughs> Grey Worm just slices the crap out of the other two's, yeah. two dudes' necks and it was great. Graham just is like a no-look pass, like Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's staring out <laughs> the guy on the ground, just slices both in one motion. It was a nice flick. It was. It was a good flick of the wrist. It didn't look like it yeah. would really do much damage, but it definitely... I mean, definitely it's your throat. It's a blade to the throat. Yeah, do much damage. What do you want? <laughs> You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta really give it to him. That's true. Well, Grey Worm too is it's like the it's like bat speed. You know, uh, yeah, he's, he's got... generating the speed through the strike zone, and that's what the launch angle. It's it's, it's like, analytics. It's like, a, it's, it's like driving power from the bottom. You know, he's a power bottom. Yeah, he's a power bottom. <laughs> well, he can't be a power top, so it doesn't matter. That's true. That's, that's a good point right. about tops. <laughs> That's a great point about top. So uh, the slave master's fleet is essentially destroyed by Danny's dragons. 
Um, so then we oh, and Jothraki and Dario when they come in, oh, that's right. great. And Dario just like slices that dude yeah. to the harpy's head I, off. I put in my notes the Kalazar is greater than the harpies. That was that's all I put. It in is that. true. Yeah, that is <laughs> true. That's true. And then the greater than sign. That was actually yeah. one of the first times that we see the Dothraki screamers actually riding in and screaming like that. That's like this since she was naked the last episode. This is the first time she has their army, right? This is the first time we've seen her use their army yeah. for her. And Dario leading their army, so this is the first time you see the Dothraki kind of subservient to anyone other than a cow. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, she is like the cow. See, folks, now. I'm not just dick jokes on this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> she she is now the cow though. Essentially, she's a she's not a cow. She's a Khaleesi. Well, um, and then from there we jump across the narrow sea. Um, we're outside of Winterfell. John, Sansa, and the Stark loyalists are kind of parlaying with. Um, Mm. With all the Bolton loyalists, which it's are hot, the Umbers, the, the Umbers, the Karstarks, and then of course the Bolton Bannermen. Uh, it's a hot scene. It is a hot scene. It's really cool. Like this is one of those moments in Game of Thrones where you get like really meaningful dialogue, and like, oh, yeah. the whole season's been building up to it. You know, it's just it's just great stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they're talking all this shit. John and and uh, Ramsey are talking back. They're throwing and forth. some smoke back and forth. They Ramsey's are. I also Ramsey really calls him bastard like four times. Mm-hmm. He calls him bastard because Ramsey just became a non bastard, and right. he's really riding that. He's like bastard. He's he's gonna hammer bastard. that home. Every he's time. really hyped about it. Uh, but one of the biggest takeaways I take from this is John challenged Ramsey to a one on one, which. Of course, he knew Ramsey wasn't going to go for that because, first of all, John's outnumbered and he doesn't have the castle. So, um, but it got Ramsey's blood pumping a little bit. Yeah. And then Sansa chimes in and she she's like, um, "How do we even know that you have Rick on?" Which is, of course, your favorite character. I hate him. I hate him. This episode has some a lot of highs and a lot of lows, and we'll discuss all of them in, in great detail. I imagine. <laughs> Uh, so and then uh, Ramsey flicks out uh, the, the uh, Shaggy, shaggy dog. Head, yeah, which even of course again, is even his dire, dire wolf has a dumb fucking name. <laughs> Ghost, Shadow, Shaggy dog, <laughs> the fucking moron. Uh, and then so yeah, so that was proof enough. And then Sansa goes, y- you know, you'll you'll die tomorrow, Lord Lord Bolton. And then, if someone ever said that to me, I'd be uneasy. Well, yeah. Sansa really has no like fangs at this point, though. She's a lot of bark, but no bite. But we'll find out that bite later on. She's got some bite. We'll definitely find bite. out that got bite. Got a little bite. Later on. Yeah. One one thing I noticed about this scene, I don't know if you guys noticed it, is that <clears throat> everyone on the Stark side physically looks tired. Like Sansa and John have bags under their eyes. Like they look worn down. They're oh, yeah. sleeping everyone, in the camp. Everyone on the Bolton side looks like well rested. Like they just left a spa. They're all pampered. They got so, tugged so, off. So <laughs> they got tugged off by Robert Kraft. They do. They do have the hot springs in Winterfell, so he, they could have hit the spa right before. But it's true, though, is, is what Dan is saying. It's like what they say about sports: is if you're the home team, you sleep in your own bed, and if you're the away team, you got to travel. You're yeah. sleeping in a tent. Uh, you're playing in front of a hospital crowd. In the woods. You're shitting into a latrine, in essence. You don't want to be pooping in latrines, no. ideally. Um, and then I try at all costs <laughs> not to. <laughs> I hope that's working out well for me, or for you. And then from there, we go to the uh, Stark Loyalist camp, and they they have their little war council. They're trying to figure out how they're going to strategize for the next battle coming and up. what would you say their main strategy is? It's to get Ramsey to be the aggressor. Right. Under no circumstances, yeah. Davos, John agree, we cannot charge. We don't have the numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's like Tormund said, uh, their horseback riders scare me. Wildlings can't handle horseback riders, he said. They cut through uh, Mance Raider's entire yeah. army. Yeah, and, yeah and like it's piss through snow. And it's also funny it's to true. see, it's also funny to see, like, the wildlings have no concept of battle strategy at all. 
or, no. or, or tactics by any means. So, like, John is actually trying to explain how they're going to handle this, and Tormund's just kind of giving him a blank look. And he's like, he's yeah. like I don't know what you're talking about. It, double envelopment, like, all that stuff. And a then John, and John, yeah. John's, like, trying to describe how it is. But, um, but yeah, so they basically, you're right, they decide to sit back. They decide to play defensive. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to play no defense. You're not going to hit no play no defense. He's right there. You can see his Shaq oh, and Chad. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to hit no play no defense. Um, and also, I want to point out that when they leave, John still is talking strategy with Sansa, which I kind of juxtapose this to. We discussed this uh, in grave detail with uh, Rob Stark, which is they literally were discussing important things. And then when everyone left, he immediately started banging the nurse. Whereas John is still so hyper focused on the battle, yeah. it's you know it's a small difference, but also then Sansa gives him some sauce. Yeah, so Sansa is actually pretty upset because she's she's the only one that's actually had face to face confrontations with Ramsay before, so she feels like she should at least have some say on what the strategy of this battle should be. When when she even admits herself that she doesn't really know anything about battle planning, it's like a weird yeah. scene. Well, like. What Sansa tells John, she, I mean, she tells him to, like, he sets traps. And she was exactly right. Yeah. Like, she knew she knew exactly what Ramsey was going to do, but she's still helpless against Ramsey at this time. She knows what's going to happen, but she doesn't know what to do about it. Right. That's true. Because it's like, also, her telling him she, that he sets traps probably was the best information. But otherwise, she's, like, yelling at John. And John's like, well, then tell me what to do. And she doesn't have and an she answer. She has no idea. So it does kind of make her look... Uh, like a moron, but in essence, she was right. If he's setting traps, he should be prepared for that. And John, you know, when we get to it, literally at the jump, falls into a trap. But we'll get there. This was actually a very like passionate scene between John and Sansa. Um, yeah. And I, I got to say, like, she was fired up. I, you you mentioned Danny getting mad earlier and being hot. Like, Sansa looked great. I like uh, a strong woman who could hit me and keep me in line. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, you're sitting awfully close to me. I might hit you and keep you in line. Here. That's different. <laughs> but yeah, peak signs of hotness there. Also, she was wearing lipstick in this scene. Where did that come? Where'd she get that when she's at a battle camp or something? You know, she came from Castle Black and went to a camp outside of Winterfell. Where's she getting lipstick from? Probably Mel. Yeah, Mel will probably get it. Does, it does, Mel's got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. She's always powder in those nips. <laughs> Lips. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then from there we go to Marine again. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? No, we have a Davos. We have a Davos scene. in Tormund. Yeah, Davos yeah. and Tormund. Yeah. yeah. So um, Davos and Tormund are having so a weird. chat, uh, a little pre-night or pre-battle chat, and uh, Davos is basically saying like. Demons, like I don't know. He's They're talking to... about the kings that they followed, and they yeah. talk about how demons, how how you know, Stannis says you know demons took control, or I'm sorry, that Davos says te- demons took control of his king Stannis, right. and and, and he saw know, demons in his sleep and stuff. And they both say that like they you know they thought that their respective kings, Mance Raider and Stannis, were the ones to lead them through the long night, and they were wrong. And then they go, well, maybe we shouldn't trust kings. And he goes, Jon Snow's not a king. Not give, it, not not, give it an episode. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, a they king. They pretty much profess their guy love for John right there. Yeah, whereas I did it episode they're, one. They're all about it. Yeah. And, and um, later on in that same scene, Davos walks off and go, sees like an old uh, fire pyre. And Remember, they're basically in Stannis' encampment here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, he sees Shireen's toy. It was a toy uh, stag, actually. And it was right next to this pyre, and that's how he knows that Shireen was burned to death. At the stake. Mm-hmm. Which was really fucked up. R.I.P. to the realist, Shireen. R.I.P. Shireen, you. we love you. Yeah, that, 
That was my least favorite scene ever in all of TV history. It was was brutal. I couldn't. Well, we talked about this, but I couldn't watch that scene. Awful. It's tough. It's very sad. It's uh, it's. I think too. Like the first time I watched it. I was like, wow, because it started off as like such a good Stannis Shireen scene. Yeah. And then it ended as a just... pretty pretty negative one, I have to say. <laughs> I'm willing to die on that one. Yeah, I'm willing to take that stand. And then from there, we jump back across the narrow sea to Marine. Uh, at this point, the battle has died down. Uh, oh my god! Victorious. And... Is this Danny with the Greyjoys? Yeah. So dude, y- Yara and Theon Greyjoy. We'll show get to up. it. You talk about oh, yes. the scene, and I'll get to it at the end. So Yara and Theon Greyjoy show up. They show up with a hundred ships from the Iron Fleet. Tyrion's just giving it to Theon. Tyrion, Tyrion is Tyrion is just giving Theon more business. Theon's Stop back it. on the business. <laughs> Theon was off the stuff for a while. But yeah, now he's vacation's back over. It's back to business. But rightfully so, though, like because they just won an important battle, and now conveniently Yar and Theon show up like minutes later, and they're like, "Okay, well, why didn't you help us out when?" You- Slaver's Bay had a fleet, or there was a fleet in Slaver's, Bla- Slaver's Bay. Slaver's Bay. Slaver's Bay. Yeah, he's a little, he said uh, he's got two Krispies on I the got, table. Yeah. One's not open, though, to his credit. It's, yeah, that's that's the advertising one. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, Thursday. But, uh, but anyways, Tyrion's pretty much interrogating Theon and Yara as to why they're here. Because obviously Tyrion doesn't trust Theon because he's pretty much an untrustworthy person at this point. Yeah, and he says, he's like, I heard things have been going bad for you. And Theon's like, yeah. yeah. yeah you don't know the half yeah, of it? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then they're basically trying to get on Danny's side because Euron wanted to propose a marriage mm-hmm. um, to Danny, of course, to be allies. But Yara beat, her, beat him to it. Yeah, there's and, some tongue-in-cheek comments about marrying Yara and all that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Yara and Danny are making all kinds of interesting eye contact in this scene. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I love it, some eye contact. Yeah, uh, yeah. You want to dive in? You want to dive yeah. in? That? What Danny sees versus what Yara sees. <laughs> um, uh, so basically, what happens in the scene is that Yara and Danny end on good good faith with each other. That Danny will support their claim to the Iron or to um, the uh, Iron Islands, I should say. Mm-hmm. But also, she points out that like. It's with some stipulations. You're not allowed to continue, like, pillaging. And they're like, this is our way of life. And Danny's like, take it or leave it. And they take it. But what I wanted to say at the beginning of this scene is there's some amazing close-ups on, close-ups on Amelia Clark here. And she's making some adorable... Fa- I think peak Amelia Clark hotness is the scene. Those close-up she- facial expressions where she's, like, giggling and, like, turning in her oh, head. Yeah. I'm telling you guys. Like, she raised the eyebrow pretty good Oh, man. Times. She's like the rock. But Yara, Yara was giving her some sauce back, though. She was, oh, I would she, love her to sauce her up. Yara, Yara wanted to smell what, what Danny was cooking. I would love to oh, smell... Yeah. What? The... <laughs> what? What would you love to smell? Like? Oh, man. I'm just saying, like, and if you ever want to... If you think, like, Amelia Clark, like, of all the, you know, quote-unquote nude scenes, this actually, fully clothed, is her most beautiful scene. The close-ups on her face, she looks so hot in it. I'm just saying. That's a great point. About well, we discussed faces. this. Marine is peak hot in it. And you know so why? Because her brain is in there. That's why it's the hottest. Ain't that the truth. That's it. So, anyways, this, the scene wraps up, and they agree on terms, and now they are allies. The, uh, half the Ironborn and Danny's squad. So, that's where we leave Marine. We jump back across the Marrow Sea. To Winterfell, the Marrow Sea. Did I say Marrow? You said sea? the Bone oh, Marrow yeah. Sea. Yeah, oh, the bone you're all sea. you're yeah, slurring yeah. your speech tonight. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> My man's just trash. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're outside of Winterfell. The battle the battle lines are all set. The armies are aligned. Um, remember, it's it's uh, John's strategy to sit back. Yes, and we got some flayed men just littering the battlefield on yeah. burning uh, cro- upside down axes. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then Ramsey kind of creeps up to the front of the battle line. And... Check out this uh, halftime show. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that was outrageous. It was like the village people, but connected yeah. to each other. What's what's going on? Nah, it's gone now. There was some weird halftime show going oh, on shit. at the Thunder game. That's weird. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Ramsey's creeping up to the front of the battle lines, and lo and behold, right behind him, who's there? Um, some fuckboy. Rick on <laughs> Stark is behind him. Uh, his hair still intact. I would have shaved it and fed it to him. But so Ramsey is pulling him out, and even Rick on walks like a pud. Dude, actually, time out here. Time out. In between your Rick on burning. I'm not, no, no, no. This is all factual. I was actually watching this with my mom today, earlier today, and guess what? She's guess who she said Rickon kind of reminds her of. Yeah. High school job. Me? Yeah. High school me or yeah. me now? Yeah. No, yeah. High school. That's yeah, well. That's she remembers you. High school you, but you had that curly. You had some curly. I didn't have curly hair. Well, I don't, she, she, she was like, oh yeah, that looks like John. Does she think we all look like? <laughs> No, she loves you, but she said, she goes, so I started, I lost it because she doesn't listen to the pod, so she doesn't realize how much you hate Rick. <laughs> oh, Rick. no. And she's like, why are you laughing oh. so hard? I'm like, if you heard the shit that Sheedy says about I ne- okay. Rick. Okay, I love your mom, but I disagree. <laughs> you respectfully disagree? I think I look more like this. Okay. That's what my hair yeah, looked right. like in high school. Yeah, right. No, uh, zero chance. No chance. That's insane. That's literally the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. But uh, but anyways, continue bashing on Rick. I don't, I, he looks stupid. <laughs> uh, and then so Ramsey pulls him out, and uh, and he says to him, he's like, your brother's across the battlefield. We're going to play a little game. You run to him as fast as you can, and uh, and if you, you get to him, you win because you get to see him quicker. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he pulls out the arrow, and, he, and Rick on turns around. He's like, uh-uh, you have to run. And Dan had some things to say about this, I think. What do you got, Dan? Something to do with about aerodynamics and how arrows work. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't really think uh, you can shoot an arrow that accurately. I don't know. I'm just. It did seem like Ramsey was purposely toying with him until the end. Oh, Ramsey was 100 percent toying with him. Well, you got to remember, like one of Ramsey's favorite hobbies is hunting too, so he's no stranger to to bow and arrows, you know. Yeah, but he kills him not looking. No, 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 no. He he does he, do a no look. He yeah. missed the, he no, the look. no look. He missed oh, he the missed no, no look. look. Yeah, okay. he missed the no look. He was just fucking around, and then later on, it still hit. was deep, deep three point range. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was Chef Curry. And then Ash, oh yeah, Ash. he was he was chefing. So then uh, Rick on starts taking off. Ramsey fires one, misses. He does like a silly no look, misses. John immediately hops on his horse, takes off toward Rick on. So this is drawing John away from his men mm-hmm. and closer to Ramsey's in the middle of the battlefield. Get your fucking head out of my face. I'm dude. sorry, I just kind of <laughs> doing this. Um, it's a trap. It's a trap, right? So John is taken off. Uh, Davos and Tormund immediately look at each other like, holy shit, this is our commander. This is the leader of our army going headfirst into a battle with no reinforcements behind him. And everyone's super fucking nervous. Uh, Ramsey shoots another arrow. Rickon barely dodges it. Uh, he's not serpentining at all. He's not no, zigzagging. He's straight he's line. Running straight, he's going very straight linear, there. Which is, which is not what you want to do when you're getting shot it, at from behind. It high. feels like an inside job like Rickon was in on it. <laughs> sort of like a jet fuel, melt and seal beams type situation. Maybe he wanted to die. Maybe he was like, I got this for you. Um, and then um, third arrow misses. John's right there. He reaches his arm out. Getting ready to grab Rick on, and you know you can see in John's face that he's nervous. Cause he's like, "If I save this kid, I totally forgot his fucking name. What do I call him? Uh, it's not Bran." Uh, and then right as John's about to grab him, boom! Right through the heart. Right through the uh, heart. Ramsey kills Rick on. R.I.P. to the 
Yes, it was a great scene for me. Yeah. Winner immediately came. <laughs> Rick on's dead, and then this is a great scene. The music stops. John stops. Well, hold on. Before we go further here, I Sorry, actually I, I looked I looked in depth uh, because I've seen this episode a ton of times, but I always thought it was controversial that Rickon never zigzagged or never tried to like move out of the way. But upon further observation, at the very end when he caught the arrow, he was like only maybe twenty feet away from John. So he was probably just trying to get to John as quick as possible. The shortest know? from point A to B yeah, is a straight line. Yeah, he instructions like an idiot. That's true. You never want to follow your killer's instructions. Yeah, that's well. Well, he's, he was going to die anyway. Sansa said it. She, he was never going to get let go because he was actually a true heir to yeah. Ned Stark. That was just wishful thinking by Sansa. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't know. Um, so it hits him, the music, you get that drum beat, that dun-dun-dun-dun. And John, he, Kit Harrington just does a master class on facial acting here. His like his his expression is oh, great. Yeah. He looks up with, at Ramsey with dead eyes, and Ramsey gives him that stupid smirk. They're very far away, but of course we're supposed to be implied that yeah. they see all this. Yeah, that, that was one of my questions about this scene. Is they're like two hundred yards away, and you know they're, they're supposedly making eyes. eye contact and seeing facial expressions, and yeah, it's the theatricals, Dan. It's yeah, yeah. it's the theatricals. Yeah, and if, you know, it's like we've all been there. You look at a girl from across the bar and you wink at her, and then you're arrested. Next thing you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we haven't, we haven't all. No, no, me neither. <laughs> um, so, and then the music, bum, 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 you know, it's drama. Ramsey says, Calvary! Not yet. Uh, what happens is, is John looks Ooh. up, and you know John's pissed, and he's about to take off. Oh, yeah. And then they do like oh, a, and right then right. that's when um, uh, you, it zooms in on Tormund, and he goes, don't. Meaning, don't charge to John. But of course, John can't hear him. It's just Tormund saying it yeah. to himself. Davos then starts yelling, prepare to charge, mm-hmm. prepare to charge. All the men are running on their horses. Everyone's freaking out. And then we get a knuck draw loose from Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And they shoot their arrows and John immediately charges. Yep. He's pissed. He also has got to get away from those arrows. Rickon takes three, maybe FOMO. And I was hyped. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, good, he's, he's guaranteed dead. Double yeah. yeah. And John was like, Mel, don't even bother. He's fine. <laughs> uh, and then John takes don't off. Don't bring him back. Then a great line from Davos: "Go, follow your commander." John's men charge. Ramsay's men are charging, and then a Tormund with a great underrated line. He just tells the wildlings they don't have like a charge expression, so he just screams, "Run and fight!" <laughs> Which is, I think, is like one of my favorite lines. And then the the giant screams. It's so beautifully filmed, and everyone just runs. Everyone's going. So then they they pan to a scene where it's behind John. So really, all you see is his his back. And he takes out his sword, and he just knows, like, fuck, I'm going to die at this point. His face says, there's, this is it for me. Yeah. there's, I mean, his horse goes yeah. down. There's uh, there's basically a, a full line of cavalry charging directly at he him. He doesn't know his men are charging. Yeah, he has no idea. He's just staring at this line of cavalry charging right at him. Whips out Longclaw. And he's ready to go. And he's ready to go. Yeah. He's got his bagging stance ready, and he's, I mean... He's waiting for the pitch. That he was. told me he looked like Adam Engel of the White Sox, who I hate because he, he sucks. No, he didn't. It he did. looked way cooler than it Adam did. Engel. He was kind of in a batting stance. He was, and he it was, was an unfortunate player that he looked like. Um, <laughs> and I love, too, like, so I try to put myself in the mindset of characters and movies and stuff, like a what-would-I-do thing. Mm-hmm. And when I see people run at each other like this, even take yourself back to, like, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, not modern warfare, but warfare back then, when your commander yells charge... And it was commonplace that you let out that scream and draw your sword. What do you think is going through your head? Because there is a high chance you're going to die. Like, that has to be such yeah. a weird mindset to be a soldier Dude. back then when you're when, when they yell charge. It literally is like you're going to go so, die. I actually I, I did like a, a good amount of research on what 
um, like what it felt like to be in battles. Like obviously you don't have too many first-hand accounts from like medieval time period, but there's a lot of first-hand accounts from like the Civil War and like uh, 18th and 19th century warfare where you would have bayonet charges and cavalry charges as well. And like there, a lot of the um, accounts said that like at the last minute they would pull up and like hit with the butt of their gun because like just directly stabbing a human being was just like kind of there's just like a psychological block there. Um, Does your mind go numb? Does it go blank? Like you are literally like I mean, the it, odds it, that you die in a charge scenario yeah. are so strong, and it's just literally like. All these people in the scene, I was watching this with my mom as well. She said, she's like, all these people have decided to die for Jon Snow and Ramsay. It's so weird yeah. if you put yourself mentally in that scenario. And also, like, also when you're actually, like, charging or when you're actually on the battlefield, it's a lot of your camaraderie. Like, you've been in training or you've known these people that you're fighting with for quite some time. So it's like, all right, we have to do this. Like, I'm going to fight for my bro here. Uh, there's an adrenaline just almost directly yeah. injected in there. <clears throat> and in you're your fighting blood. for, like, you're fighting for an ideal. You're fighting for something bigger than you, so. Yeah. Except the Bolton man, I don't know. I don't know what ideal that was that they were fighting for. Oh well, that was what John even pointed out earlier was that those men don't aren't fighting for Ramsey. They're fighting out of fear. They're fighting so that they don't get flayed and burned on a battlefield. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then it's a full blown. So John is waiting for that cavalry to hit him. They're coming up. Um, this was not John Snow. John, Kit Harrington has done all of his own stunts in the show. In this episode, Kit Harrington did all of his own stunts except for when he falls off the horse. That was a stunt double, and this was real. This is not CGI. That behind shot of those horses charging him is 100% real. They stopped about six feet from him, and Kit Harrington admitted that he was freaking out oh, in his yeah. head. Uh, but right as they're about to get to Jon Snow, his men arrive, and it's it's, oh, yeah. it's chaos. Horses it's are flipping. Absolute pandemonium. Pancakes oh, yeah. are being flipped. Even John doesn't know he's... John's like turning in circles, like swinging a sword at nothing. Yeah, no I mean, how do you know who's who? There's bodies right. flying everywhere. There's horses. Um, he does get a couple kills, I think. So actually, takes a dude off a horse. I think is his first big yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he actually ends up with like 19 on-screen kills just in that battle. Um, John Snow has by far the highest body count in the show. Yeah. Um, um, well, this is a great scene too because there are there is some good time of just John Snow sword fighting him, taking mm-hmm. guys out. Blood is all over John, and none of it's his own. He's oh, yeah. covered yeah. in the blood of enemies. Oh, uh, yeah. He kills a guy with the help of one of his men. He grabs his man and he says, give word uh, to get some reserves. And fucking... that guy catches an arrow. <laughs> and you kind of yeah. see Jon Snow have a moment of it. Like, People are dying yeah. and it's because of me. Yeah. And he feels that guilt. And you see the sadness in his face. And then um, there's a great mo- point where both sides are about to shoot arrows. And Davos says, no, there's no point. We're, I mean, we're, we're just, just shooting randomly to kill our own men. And then it shows Ramsey. And he's like, nah, fire away. Not not draw loose. Yeah. Ramsey's like, um, shoot or shoot. <laughs> Dude, so yeah, like, Ram- Ramsey doesn't care about anyone but himself. Yeah, no, he, he like he killed his own dad. He killed his his stepmom and the baby and shit. He killed like, that one hot chick. He had two hot chicks and he killed the one. Yeah, yeah, your first in the woods with the dog. Oh, right, He's like, with yeah, the one yeah. hot chick and they're chasing the other one in the woods with the dogs. Yeah, sad. Um, but I mean, R.I.P. Hot like, chick. I mean, like mentally, like you know. In the books, like when they wrap up battles and stuff, they talk about like the smell. You have people's intestines getting sliced open, smells like poo. Yeah. Uh, Believe it or not, this one smelled like the Chipotle bathroom. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably pretty similar. Yeah. There's, uh, there's just a constant, there's a constant mist of blood in the air. So like you, you're getting like drenched in random people's blood, like you said. The screams, the moans, like it just sounds wild. You have horses neighing and, and screaming and dying. Yeah. Like it's just it's chaos. It's absolute chaos. Yeah. There's and, a I think they did. I think they did a really good job at at wrapping all that up and putting it on film for us. 
they do a wide shot of the mounds and mounds of death that are being formed. And Davos looks at the arrow men. He says, we might as well be taking shits back here. Draws his sword, says, follow. So John's entire army now is in the fight. The reserves are in. Yeah. Ramsey's kind of smirking because his reserves are nowhere near even in. He sends his umber, right? Well, yeah, umber was the one he sent in. Right, and he sends, uh, he sends in the umbers. And the Umbers, you know, Umber does like the, who owns the North? We do. The lamest pre-war speech of all time. I know. That wouldn't get that me fired. That sucked, dude. I would have. I would have. Who it. owns the North? Show me. Like, yeah. fuck off, dude. They're like, we're releasing it technically. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? Uh, and then he hits him with like a show me, which again, it was weak as fuck. They charge in. And then when John turns around, the giant comes running up and just swats a motherfucker. Oh, it's yeah. so good. He was like ripping dudes apart and stuff. Like. So good. Um, so the Umbers charge in, uh, and then out of nowhere comes, uh, it's just like Modern Warfare 2 all over again, comes a bunch of Riot Shield motherfuckers, and they form a complete blockade around Jon's army. Mm-hmm. Davos gets there, the entire Jon Snow army is blockaded in between a mound of death and these men who have it completely blocked them with shields mm-hmm. and pokers through the shields. And they're tightening and tightening. Uh, they're and, like in a yeah. phalanx formation, if you can mm-hmm. picture that. Damn. So I have thoughts about this because uh, the giant really disappointed me in this scene because they're like getting closer and closer and like I don't know how athletic he is but like leap over some shields, dude. Yeah, like, you've seen like, NBA. I, I was thinking shields, that, like, dude. Like picked up a couple. He like he grabbed a couple spears and a couple shears, shields. Like throw some dead bodies on him. Like you have you have so much advantage and he's just like you know Eddie Curry on the Bulls, just like Seriously. standing there with his headband on doing nothing. Well, and, and then, Carlos Boozer the, all over again. The Goes whole squad. Weak. You gotta go up strong with that ball. I mean, the go whole up strong, squad was like kind of complacent and just getting surrounded. Like they're all watching it happen. If they would have just like like punched a wedge through yeah. with the giant, they would have been fine. Life through. Punched yeah. a wedge. He's a fullback. Lower the shoulder. Yeah. Clear the lane. But, oh, and da- so they're all completely circled. And Tormund does a couple valiant attempts, and. Um, one guy tries to go over the death pile, and there's the Umbers. So John's army's literally fucked. And uh, Davos has a great line where he goes, With me, lads, break their lines. And then John just turns around and stabs a guy. Like, they all were standing there just waiting. <laughs> Even the Boltons were like, let's wait to hear what Davos has to say. And then John stabs the guy. John is just, again, just unleashing carnage. But those Umbers coming over, they're, they're fucked. And what happens now for John's men is their choice is either die by spear Die by sword going over or die by suffocation because they're squeezing them tighter and tighter. And John, during a retreat, gets trampled. Yeah, which was scary as fuck. I mean, he yeah. literally a human stampede, and he gets covered up by a ton of bodies, some of them dead, some of them alive. But, again, the the screenplay on this is just awesome because, like, I felt like I was in yeah. there, like, suffocating. I was, like, short of that breath. That scene gave me anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. When he's, like, when, he keeps, when his face keeps getting stepped on and into the mud. Yeah. It gave me too, and I at this point in watching it in my head, I was like, Jon Snow's not gonna die here, obviously. But I fucking felt like he see, was. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he obviously wasn't gonna die. And there. when you I said stampede, maybe. I thought it would have been great. Just now, as if Robin Williams was in this from Jumanji and was like, "It's a stampede." You've never seen it. I mean, I've seen it like years ago. Wow, what yeah. a buzzkill you are, yeah. dude! All right, so, well, R.I.P. to to Robin. I love yeah. him. I knew I knew John wasn't gonna die because you guys spoiled that for me like four seasons. You're welcome. Show. See, your anxiety was misplaced. We're doctors. Yeah, you know, it's it's called it's called uh, spoiling, sweaty. Ever it's called it? it's called medication, sweaty. Ever heard of it? <laughs> um, so John is being stampeded, did, but then he like pulls himself out of it and he takes a huge gasp of air. 
At this point, the Umber has confronted Tormund, uh-huh. and he's beating the fuck out of Tormund. He's just headbutting him. Dude, he he had yeah. Tormund. He had Tormund in the first half. He had sure. him in the first half for sure. <laughs> but but then Tormund... this is important though: is when John comes out and gets that breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. they do that up top fish lens angle. And this is a great juxtaposition of two scenes earlier of Danny when she first frees the slaves and they call her Misa. They do that same fish angle of her oh, being yeah, raised up by the people, yeah, no. but the circumstances are completely different. Oh, yeah. John is borderline dead here, and Danny has just liberated, and people love her, so it's kind of cool in that in that respect. Yeah, um, maybe a little foreshadowing to their relationship later on. When and then Tormund's still getting fucking headbutted. Oh yeah. Uh, and then Davos looks at John. John looks at Davos, and they kind of have that look. They, it's like they that's, know, like, that's we're the fucked, game. Yeah. yeah. See you later, bud. And I like when the first time I watch this, I go, "This is the end." Like, all, like half of my favorite characters are all going to get killed off here in typical Game of Thrones fashion, like the worst, most brutal way you could do it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you hear, you hear a, a horn. horn blowing. You hear a horn. And who is it? The Knights of the Vale, Sansa and Baelish, just chilling out there. This is so awesomely filmed, because you hear the horn quite a bit. Yeah. You hear it a bunch, and then even Umber is like, what the fuck is that? And yeah. Tormund breaks his hold, bites his neck, and then stabs him in Dude, the face. Dude, just right in the him. artery in the neck. And, just starts and it shows Ramsay turn his head, and you just see the, uh, the, the thing, and then you see their one commander in the front, just like pumping his fist. Yeah. And they're all charging. Oh, yeah. John and Davos are like, what? And then it does a great uh, uh, pan. And it's Baelish and Sansa standing amongst the Knights of the oh, Vale. Yeah. Baelish has the shit. Baelish. He's, eating. <laughs> he's, he's eating so much look. shit. He's just got a popsicle of shit. Oh, <laughs> and he's Sansa. Just, oh, oh, well, Sansa. But, I mean, for him, this is him like... He's like, oh, Knights of the Vale. This is the first step of him taking over the North. You know, he, he, yes. he fully intends on having Sansa be a puppet ruler. And yeah. he's going to, just oh, like yeah. Robin Aaron is in the Vale. So he sees this as a, as a means to an end. But regardless, I'm gr- I'm super glad that the Knights of the Vale showed what up. What a fucking scene! I would have been so pissed. I literally, to this day, I've seen this scene a hundred times while watching the show, and also I've watched this clip alone on YouTube. When the Knights of the Vale charge in, I get chills. Oh yeah, goosebumps every time. And they literally go around the men with the shields, just like fucking dominoes. The horses just run them over. It's amazing. John yeah. Tormund, John has blood all over his face, and the giant emerge. What were you gonna say, Dan? I would say there's just really great symbolism in this scene for me that, like, the wolf wins as a pack and they lose as individuals. So, like, Sansa comes oh. back and reunites the pack yeah. and it's like, the bones are done. That's interesting. That's I know, yeah, I didn't even look at it that way. But, yeah, what, what is it? The, uh, the the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives? The pack survives. Yeah. yeah. Would which, you look at that? Which, technically, they're all endangered in real life, so... <laughs> yeah, dire, also, dire wolves are gone. Extinct. The Deep Thrones podcast would like to put PETA on notice for their tasteless post about Steve Irwin the other day. Did oh, you see yeah, that shit? You're yeah, on notice. Well, the internet gave them a lot of sauce for oh, that, yeah. though. But we are more PETA powerful than the internet. Yeah. <laughs> You're on notice, see PETA. That? See this finger? <laughs> it's coming for your nose. So the Boltons retreat. Um, um, but there's the great scene when John Tormund and the giant like emerge from the yeah, pile, and, and Ramsey sees like, him. He's like, "I'm gonna go." Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, John one one who's the giant and Tormund just start booking it. I don't know how they still have energy at this point. It's got to just be pure adrenaline. adrenaline. Well, you yeah. get that like second half. You you just they were down twenty points at half and they just made a huge run. Dude, they forced they, OT. Dude, they were down like thirty points with ten minutes left to in the fourth. In the dude, fourth. Like, they, twenty-eight to three. <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You're right, Atlanta. Yeah, they were like the Padres and Ramsey was the White Sox. Like the Sox had him. And then out of nowhere, the Padres swooped in. 
Yeah, it's too early for baseball. Basketball's still on, dude. Yeah, right. So they charge uh, after him. They get that second half adrenaline, and Sansa looks, and she has like a look of nerves on her face. Like, yeah. what else does Ramsey have planned for these guys? Yeah. What other traps? Ramsey gets back to Winterfell. He hops off the gates, and his dude is like, "Our army's gone." He's like, "Their army's gone," which is not true. The Knights of the Vale just arrived to yeah. help. Like, they're not going to help yeah. them finish the job. But, but like, fifty men can hold Winterfell against thousands, though. I know? think Ramsey too at this point is really delusional. Well, oh, yeah. oh, at this point, Ramsey's always delusional. yeah. Ramsey's always at this been point, Ramsey is delusional, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, and then he's and the best part is he's like they don't have the men for a siege, and just immediately the giants just beating the shit out oh, of the yeah. door. And he's taking he's taking crossbow bolts, he's taking arrows, he's taking uh, javelins a little bit there. Yeah, he, like rips his skin. Yeah, that was fun. And then up. he crushes through and just takes arrows like a son of a bitch, and he lets out a scream. Uh, he takes probably six, seven, eight arrows before John's men can get in mm-hmm. and take out basically all the Bolton men. And Ramsey's left. The, oh, and then John has a great scene where what's his name? One one. One one. Yeah. And he's like, he's so tired. He's got he's bleeding out. And and then boom, right in the eye. Just looks, stares John right in the eye, or he stares John right in the eye right before he catches the bow to the in the eye. eye, and then turns, and then there's Ramsey like basically the last Bolton alive, and he's like, you want a one on one combat? Well. I'm, I'm, Sounds right. like a fantastic idea now. <laughs> yeah. So then John, being the badass that he is, still doesn't back down, even though he has the numbers now. He just grabs a shield that's right in front of him. Ramsey fires off three bows. John just eats those things with the shield. Pops Ramsey with the shield. He's down. And then just pummels him into the ground. He gets on top. He jackhammers him. It was so good. I, felt, I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, give it to him. Oh, yeah. Not the first time you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Dan? I said, just. I mean, I agree with Chris. I was, I was cheering when this Give happened. Give him all the really sauce. Yeah. I got mad when he stopped. When, well, when he sees Sansa, he saw, he sees Sansa. So then he pulls up because he's like, "This is rightfully Sansa's kill here." So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah oh, I see. Yeah. And then later on, uh, it's Sansa, like when you get a guy in last stand, and then your teammate doesn't come in and kill him. Yeah, exactly. All I do is steal those John. kills. <laughs> and then Sansa has a one-on-one with Ramsey. He's locked up right now in the in the kennel in Winterfell. And um, Sansa's... Those are my kills. Sansa's talking about Ramsey's hounds. And she goes, you know, they're, they're going to eat you. And Ramsey goes, my, my hounds will never harm me. And Sansa says, you haven't fed them in seven days. You said that yourself. And then Ramsey finally starts like shitting his pants a little bit because I I truly think at this point he thought that he would get out of it yeah, for yeah. a little while, uh, but then he realizes that yeah you're right I haven't fed my hounds and then one of them walks up and starts licking his chops and then next thing you know face eating off face eating off man he got eaten out in the in the bad way that's, that's in the the negative way yeah that's yeah, not the way wanna, you want to you got that Hannibal sauce. Uh, I, I kind of wish. Also, that... I want to point out that Rickon's body was brought back to Winterfell, and yeah, they put it in the crypt rightfully. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of wish they like stretched out Ramsey's torture a little bit. You wanted him to eat some hair. I wanted I wanted him to be tortured for like years. Yeah, I I, I agree with that too. But then on the rewatch, it was like Sansa. Sansa's so still like has no power against Ramsey. Like she just it had to get over with. That's a good There's point. No, that's a good point about titties. And also, like, Ramsey was a usurper, so, like, that's punishable by death. So they had to kill him fairly soon after they took Winterfell anyway. But, all right, so that was uh, <clears throat> Season 6, Episode 9, Battle of the Bastards. Probably one of our favorite, definitely one of our favorites, but we'll actually let the ratings reveal themselves. Um, Sheedy, you want to start us off with the rating here? It's been a while since I revealed myself. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, this is by far the greatest episode of all time in terms of not only Game of Thrones, but arguably television. And it's basically, you're watching a movie on a TV show, the way I see it. Uh, so it's, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's an easy 10, but the 0 got a boner, so it's an 11. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of witty humor you hear there only is. in Deep Thrones that's, that's, There we go. Brought to you by Miller Lite. Follow, follow him at uh, John Sheedy Jr. <laughs> uh, Dan, you ready? Uh, I wrote down Baker's Dozen, so 13 oh, nice. out of 10. Nice, depends on the Baker. Depends. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker May- Baker Mayfield just got uh, just got excommunicated from the uh, CFL. No, that's Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Oh right. Do we all look alike, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> mix-up. Classic scrambling uh, like QB. Baker Mayfield mix-up. just got excommunicated from the Cleveland wing shop or something. I don't know. Um, so my that was a great one. That was that's a Brandon joke right there. Uh, my rating my rating is obviously a 10, but it's a hard 10. I want to specify that. You love those hard 10s. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it had everything you're looking for. Being that's filmed, it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hi, Mom. Yeah. She doesn't follow you. She might. She you might. Know. You never know. <laughs> Dan, um, what would you rate this one? He, he already gave his rating. John, I'm glad to, know that you're, glad to know that you were listening. Sorry, I was thrown off by your racism. <laughs> Uh, so we'll start the segments out. First segment, of course, is no, best line. Well, well, second... yeah, we, already did this. we already did the first segment. Sorry. No, no. Good guess. All right. First segment, best line slash Yas Queen, which is, of course, the best line from the episode. And then uh, the Yas Queen is a line with a little bit more clapback to it, some sauce. Um, I'll lead us off here. All right. Because I don't want you to steal my best line. I won't. The best line is from Jon Snow to Sansa when he says, Battles have been won against great uh, odds. You make him sound like Forrest Gump. Well, John Gump, dude. <laughs> my mama always said. But, uh, yeah, great line. I say that all the time. Great line. And my Yas Queen was uh, from Danny to the Slave Masters, and she said, and you told you said this earlier, but we obviously didn't communicate clearly. We're here to discuss your surrender, not mine. That's that beautiful. That was badass. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Dan, what are yours? My best line is from John to Ramsey when he says, "Will your men want to fight for you when they hear you wouldn't fight for them?" Ooh, that's I good. That was, I thought that was pretty badass. That wow. is badass. That's probably what Kyle Kuzma said to LeBron at the trade deadline. <laughs> and Lanza. That's a topical sports humor. <laughs> and then my Yas Queen is uh, uh, Sansa to Ramsey. Ramsey says, "You can't kill me. I'm part of you now." And Sansa just says, "Your words will disappear. Your house will disappear. Your name will disappear. All memory of you will disappear." And then the dogs just start growling, and it's like, right on so cue. So good, yeah. It's like it's like the end of Bolton's, and also in a weird sense, dogs kind of are like wolves, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the same family. Yeah. Right. Revenge. Have you seen those revenge tour twenty nineteen. Where the like wolf is chasing down an animal, and then it turns into like a chihuahua running to its bowl of food and. Yeah, those memes that are like this descended from this, and it's like a wolf, and then it's like a little chihuahua. It's not much, but it's honest work. It's not much, but it's honest work. <laughs> or like the racist meme Chris sent us this week of like white Vikings, and then a white guy now that says mayo is spicy. <laughs> wow, it all it all started. Come on, wait, wait, what is this? A tax stamps time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so my best line is "Go, go, follow your commander." Because I love that. Also, Davos, it's, everyone's completely in the ring with John now. This is showing that John is the top dog. But also, that, that line alone just gets me hyped because that's the beginning of the charge. And my, Everyone forgets that Sansa had a big role to play in like recruiting those troops that they did, too. Yeah, Sansa was great. Like This oh, yeah. is when Sansa earns, she earns her stripes here. Yeah, for sure. 
yeah. For sure. Um, <laughs> my Yas Queen is when Tyrion thinks Danny is mad at him, but she isn't, and she goes, "Should we begin?" Because I, oh, I love when she says that to me. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that in a, was that in another one of the dreams? Was that in the same one that you had with Arya? I had a dream, and this is true that I was hanging out with Macy Williams that same night. I had a dream. I bought a sniper rifle. It was really weird. <laughs> I was a weird night, and I'm not really a gun guy, so it was weird for me. But I had a dream that I met Macy Williams. She was awesome. We were hanging out a lot. Nothing weird happened. But I kept calling her Maud for some reason. That's weird. She yeah, was short. Yeah, that's, that's weird. She, well, she is short in real life, too, though. Well, so she's got that spider monkeys. <laughs> she's climbing all over she's the place. Climbing. She's a little chandelier girl. We know this. Uh, so next segment, hottest moment. Um, which, of course, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's the hottest moment of the episode. If you listen to this, you know what the segments are. Yeah. This is for people, for people for viewing people it who, who might yeah, not, who might not listen. Yeah, wow. Instagram exactly. That's true. Good point. Uh, also, it seems like you've gotten a lot of activity down there. Yeah. Too bad I can't respond to it. We will respond. We will eventually. We. Yeah. I'm going to log into his on mine as well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, what's your hottest moment of the episode, Sheets? My, oh, Sheeds. Sheeds, yeah. Oh. I haven't called you that in the coons No, it's been a minute. Sheeds or, maybe? Uh, my hottest moment is when Ramsey shows off the deep three-point range and does the only positive thing he's done in four seasons and ends the plague known as Rickon Stark. A.K.A. my mom thought was you, basically. She didn't think that it was me. She said he looks... She, goes, she, she said, like, oh, when did Sheedy get on Game of Thrones? Because of Jon Snow. She didn't specify that it was Rick. <laughs> maybe she meant Ramsey. <laughs> I look. I, if anything, I had more Ramsey hair back then. I did have long hair, but it wasn't curly. Well, I don't know. You got to take that up with Mama Mims. Uh, Dan, what's your hottest moment in the episode? Uh, hottest moment. Of my my hottest moment is the actual last part before they the screen goes black when Sansa's walking away smiling while the doggo is put in work. Oh, that yeah. is great. That was really good. Ramsey definitely got his. Ramsey definitely oh, yeah. got his. Uh, my hottest moment was when Danny and Yara are giving each other the googly eyes. That's right. It's so good. I totally forgot about that. You can't That's argue with facts. I mean, we, we, we went into this uh, ad nauseum before, so I'll save you guys. Everything about Danny in that scene is perfect, and I'm not even fucking lying. But Yara looks great in that scene, Shut too. up about it. <laughs> guys, Theon, Theon was looking... Nice. Oh, I would lick him up and down. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'd climb man. up like a tall tree. Oh, I would climb him, but he's a little saucy boy. <laughs> he's got some... Uh, oh, so fan favorite segment here, Mount Rushmore. We'll dive into that. Uh, um, here we go. Uh, so, oh, shit, the weapons. Yeah, so we're actually doing a Mount Rushmore of the best weapons in the show. So this is all-inclusive. All the name of a sword. Yeah. Uh, a weapon that's utilized by anybody. Um, so as is tradition... We will argue over second pick, but Dan, you get first pick since you are a guest of ours. Oh, nice. First pick is Wildfire. Oh, um, you mother... Son of a bitch. Wildfire's <laughs> off the big board. Damn it. All right. Wildfire's gone. Shitty. Your uh, you're letting me pick second? Well, we'll just go and... We'll go and uh, clockwise. We'll All right, clockwise. Cool. Uh, but it is Black History Month. So I, res- <laughs> I respect... It's actually the last day. It's the Wait, last day. It's, I love how you just throw that in there. You're like, all right, thanks. All right. Happy listen. happy Black History Month to you, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Do I get a plate at the cookout? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll I get have you, to. We'll get you a plate. Thanks, man. We'll get you a plate. Thank you. Um, so my first one is Longclaw. 
Jon Snow's sword, which inevitably will be Lightbringer, let the record show. The Azor High prophecy will come true. Jon is the prince that was promised, and I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. You know, that would actually, I, we need to do some research. Our, anyone who's listening that wants to research, what's the higher kill count? Longclaw or Wildfire? Longclaw or anything, it's probably Longclaw. Longclaw, oh, dude, Wildfire well, takes well, out like Longclaw hundreds of people in one. Longclaw in general. That's true. Longclaw has an illustrious career in the House Mormont. Well, wildfire's been used for hundreds of years, too, so... So, wildfire. Possibly. Right, possibly. possibly. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, all right, so my greatest weapon is Drogon. Oh, dragon. I was going to pick him. Oh, yeah. There you go. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Good pick, Chris. Dan, your second Dan, pick. Dan, your second pick. My second pick is the Night King's Spear. Oh, I was gonna nice. take that one. Yeah, that's good. I was gonna take that one. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Night King is a spear, <laughs> and he chucks it, and he's throwing it all over town. <laughs> Chidi, your second pick. Ah, oh, this is tough for me. I gotta really think this one through because I don't want to look like a fucking idiot because I really didn't prepare. <laughs> uh, my second pick will be um, what's the the swordsman who fights Ned Stark with the two swords? Arthur Dane. Arthur Dane's two. Don. The Swords of the Dawn. Well, no, like what's Dawn it? is like his one sword. That's like the Sword of the Morning. It's like his. I'm going to the sword, sword of the morning. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big sword guy, and that one's really cool. And I, I want to look into his history a little bit because I hear that that cool character has some great history. Oh, he's a badass. So I'll go with the sword of the morning. I'll give you some recommended reading afterwards. You can, you can check it out. All right, give me the audio version. Uh, well, you need to assume John can read. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, him. That's, that is flexed, a assumption. Wow. Uh, my second pick is going to be King. Did you just assume my literacy? <laughs> <laughs> my second pick is going to be King's Blood. Oh, uh, Leeches! Your second pick is Leeches. Melisandre always <laughs> cooking up that king's blood. She killed Renly with it. She she fucking killed uh, uh, Rob Stark and the whole squad with it. And she killed Joffrey with it. All right. She got after it. Dan. Uh, so I didn't prepare for this, so I'm gonna think about this for a second, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go with uh, the mountains thumbs. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. The mountains thumbs. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. That that pick pisses me off because I hate that scene. But it's a great scene. It is a great scene. R.I.P. Oberyn. So my third pick, going along with body parts, is going to be Melisandre's vagina. Because <laughs> she gives birth to the baby ghost that destroys. Dude, that's King's blood, though. That's that's nah, King's that's genetics. Your, that's no, that's King's genetics, dude. It's, does it? It's already been drafted. Listen, Chris. You can't, yeah, you can't steal my. You, okay, first off, does. The the semen goes in. <laughs> All right, we don't need to we don't need to break down how it works. All right, we'll take it. Melisandre's lady parts. If, um, okay, you're one of those dudes who's like, it's my kid. She her body's on the line. She gave birth to the Stannis ghost. <laughs> All right. Um. So is this my second pick or third it's your pick? Third pick. This is my third pick. Um. I'm gonna go with uh. That massive scythe that dropped from Castle Black oh, in the Watchers fucker. on the Wall. That thing, that thing's oh, badass. The wildlings are climbing and they just drop this big ass scythe and cleans all of them out. Yeah. So that's, that's my good. third pick, Daniel San. Your your fourth and final pick. Fourth and final pick. Uh, It'll blow it. I know. I, I gotta be smart here. Um, I just had one and I forgot it. <laughs> Are you just going to steal mine again, or? <laughs> steal it? You stole mine last week with the fucking Rick on. Or was that two weeks ago? Uh, Take your time. I'm going to go with, no, I got, I got it, I got it. I'm going to go with uh, the hot sand snake's boobs, because that's how she gets Braun to kiss her and almost die. That's true. That's a good point. That's true. That's a good point about that's titties. That's a good point about titties. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, 
the uh, the giant spear shooter that um, Bron has that takes oh, out yeah. Drogon. The scorpion. Yeah, the scorpion. the scorpion. I was also going to use the arch from the giant's archer, but I decided to instead go with the scorpion. Nice. Pretty similar weapons, actually. That's why I figured I'd yeah. just go with it. Um, I'm going to say Grey Wind, which was Rob Stark's direwolf. Oh, uh, great choice. Oh, Grey Wind undefeated in battle. Only got killed when he was in a cage, and they killed him with crossbows like cowards. cowards. Cow- so, yeah. Grey Wind, RIP to the realist. RIP to the realist. i got to pull up for this scene. Oh, yeah, you blew it. So, um, you blew it is our next segment. It's a segment where, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. If you fucked up in a big way, if you messed up, and it costs you your life, then you blew it. If you just fucked up. If you fucked up. All right, yeah. so, Dan, you want to blow first? Yeah, I'll blow first. <laughs> All right. Um, so, my blew it is the uh, the two masters who caught Grey Worm's no-look pass. All right. Because they just, I mean, selflessly just, you know, push the other guy out to die and then... Oh, yeah. So, two masters. You blew it. You blew, you blew it. it. You fucking blew it. Chris? You blew it. Who blew Oh, did my live end? Oh yeah, my live my live ended. All right, so live streaming's over with. Live streaming's over um, with. We made it. Just, ba- just do it again. We're back. To, we're back to the pod. Um, so, what's your you blew it, John? All right. Well, I was gonna go third, Chris. Okay. Well, I'll go second then. Uh, so my <laughs> you blew it. My my you blew it is pretty obvious. It's Rickon not hitting a zigzag. Oh I mean, fuck! You gotta on. hit that zigzag. You gotta hit the zigzag. Yeah. So uh, Rickon Stark. You blew it. You, you blew, blew it. it. And Rickon, just overall, you blew it, buddy. You're dead and you're forgotten. And no one cared. <laughs> John didn't care. He immediately forgot. Um, my you blew it is Ramsey. Because he had that 3-0 lead. John comes behind for the win. So, uh, Ramsey Bolton. You blew it. Also, I want to point out that during that scene, I 100%, whenever the veil arrives, I always imagine Jim Ross from the old wrestling days. What? That's the veil's music! Good God! Good God, the veil! They're here to be hell! Hellfire Brimstone so coming good. to the ring. It's the Vials music. Dude, they did have the music going with the with the horn. The horn. They that, blew the horn. It's the Vials horn. <laughs> oh God, Ramsey can't believe it. Ramsey can't believe it. They got the chair. Damn, I wish we got that on the live. That would have been great. That would have been good. Uh, you can just hit the button again, and did, it has no choice. But then I gotta, all right. But then I gotta get up and fucking. That's do it. true. That's true. Yeah, George R. R. Martin's lazy ass over here. Yeah, I'm not going to Belfast for a cameo when I can just talk to the pod. Let's get George a date. Let's find George R. R. Martin a date. Dan, who do you got for George? Oh, you guys are really generous. Let me go first on everything. So uh, my date with George. Chris, who do you got? Actually... Actually... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. My day with George is actually the uh, the most recent summit between uh, Donnie and Kim Jong-un. Nice, Because cool uh, they have a lot of similarities. Uh, all three of them are, are fat. Right, and, yeah. Uh, and none of them are, you know, the summit didn't do what it what they said it was going to do. They left with no agreement, and George isn't doing what he said it was going to do, and he's not writing books. So I think they all match up pretty well. That's true. None of them, none of them are finishers. <laughs> you gotta be a strong finisher. You gotta be George. a strong finisher. You gotta have an epic finisher. You gotta finish with some oomph. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. You, you, you want that? I think, or you, I think you gotta start with some oomph too. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is you gotta start with your tongue. From what I've been told. Oh jeez. Mine is uh, Lady Gaga. Oh. Uh, because that yeah. way she can sauce girl. That way she can fuck off away from Bradley Cooper and he can focus on his wife and child. Uh, oh, he has a child. Hashtag family values. Hashtag she goes conservative. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had Does a Does he child. have a kid? I don't know. I don't I, think he has a child. He's married, though. I don't think they got a kid. 
He's 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 with yeah. that. He's with a model. But that, but that scene was great though. That that uh, song that they sang. I don't it was care great. about the song. Good good stuff. And that movie, you know, has been remade like four times. I did not. Bradley know that. Cooper's getting all this acclaim for making a movie for the fourth time and getting it right. I did you can not make know fucking that. Space Jam four it's times in the fourth explain. time. No, the Space Jam was right the first time. Let's not let's not That's throw my Space point. Jam on the Star is Born was probably right the first three. No, no, no. I doubt it. Why would they remake fake it? Fake news. No, fake news. No, I stand by it. I stand by it. You can't make a movie four times. Make some original content, Bradley Cooper. Right. Hangover two and three were a travesty, and you know it. <laughs> Um, all right, so my George date is actually going to be uh, John Sheedy Jr. And um, that's me. <laughs> and, uh, fo- follow me here. So John always. So the the podcast was my brain baby, but then we then we kind of worked on it together and actually brought it to life. But John is yeah, the, kind of John is the mobilizer um, to to my ideas. So I'll like I'll say some shit sometimes, like kind of thinking that he just like won't respond or something, maybe. But then it was just like, oh yeah, let's do it. Like I'll this, take it zero the, to sixty. Like the, the live idea today, I was just like, oh yeah, maybe we should go live. He's like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. I'm setting up right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I need John to just get get that same momentum going with George and get him to finish Winds of Winter. When you pitched this whole idea to me too, I had never actually even watched Game of Thrones, and I came up with the title for the podcast probably within ten minutes. Yeah. Of telling me in probably five minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 I just my crazy porn addiction took care of. <laughs> But yeah, so I have I have no doubt that you'll be able to mobilize George on getting wins of winter done. Oh, I'll mobilize him. I'll mobilize his fucking ass good. Um, next segment here, unnecessary titties. Oh, um, unnecessary titties. Uh, who wants to start us off here? Let's let's just put it up let's, in there. Who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? I'll start us off. Yeah, fuck. I'll do start it. Us off. Um, so mine was when Jon Snow was buried by the human stampede. Oh yeah. That was I mean, it was like I said earlier, like I felt like I was in there. I couldn't I was short of breath, it was tough. Robin Williams. Dan, why do you go second? Uh my unnecessary titties was when uh Tormund just rips out that guy's artery with his teeth. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of blood so in good. that battle. He's a buddy boy. It was necessary, but I think that was probably less than necessary. It just started squirting out like a water fountain out of his yeah. neck. Yeah. Oh god. It's fucking that. But like that dude was a bad boy. He like, was a bad. He, he was, was only bad. in like two I mean, episodes. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying it, it was, was excessive. His speech was so bad that he had that coming. That's yeah. True. He yeah. didn't deserve a throat. <laughs> um, I take it back. His speech. His speech is my unnecessary titties. That's good. That's good correction. Well, the record will show. Uh, <laughs> mine is the death of the giant. Uh, it sucked. Because oh, he yeah. was a good boy, and he took hella arrows and died. Uh, and he died with a load right to the eye, which I'm told hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you really got to not do that. I've, I've been on the receiving end of getting some getting yelled at. Oh, okay. I thought you said you've been on the receiving end. No. I'm like, how do you mean? I've been yelled at. <laughs> Yo, you never want to be catching ropes to the eye, dude. That's not what you're looking for. <laughs> That's not what you're looking for. Well, it's like, yeah, what, what do you want me to do? You can't really aim it. You just gotta. Well, explain let's, yourself. Let's not get into this. Let's but, get into it. But basically, you flip them like a hot pancake, and then like, and then you just kind of throw it. You know, where it's like, it's like where Carmen, Carmen says it best. You know, you, you just put your pee inside and you pee a little bit. Pee a little bit. Then, that's right. Yeah, that's it. That's right. That's right. The worst is when you do it and you're hyped, and it goes everywhere except on her. <laughs> Is, is that the worst? That's the worst. That's the worst. The sheets are that's, ruined. That's the best case scenario for her. You don't get her. any on her. It's all that's, the sheets. That's got the best some, for her. You got some, <laughs> you get, some cleaning. You, do. you get some of the sheets. You get some on your tube socks. <laughs> <laughs> you 
got a lot of splaining to do. You oh, got a lot of splaining. I missed. I got all the socks. <laughs> dude, that's why you shouldn't be a sock dude, boy. Dude, I can't stop place. laughing at my own joke. You're I really being a sock boy, that. dude. Oh my god, I didn't get any out. All only on my socks uh, that I was wearing. <laughs> well, speaking of being sock boys, uh, last and final segment here: trial by combat. Yes. Yeah. One shooting stops laughing at his, at his series. Socks. This is a series. It's about two army battalions because I figured Battle of the Bastards deserve a little bit of warfare. Okay. Um, and one is from the United States and one's from Canada. And a couple of commanders from each side were talking about how they have these two misfit battalions. And you can almost imagine them, right? They're silly. They're full of funny boys. And they're really bad at uh, warfare. You know, they suck. So they say, they're like, you know what? Let's bury these guys at the Montana border and let's have them... Just do some drills. And they, they lie to the guys because they're in the army. And they want them to sound like it's super serious. Like, oh, we're going to do some drills with the Canadians and stuff. But these idiots take it way too seriously. And they begin escalating. And the U.S. kidnap the Canadians' commander. And then the Canadians, like, uh, like they assault an IHOP in the United States. And it brings, <laughs> it brings Canada and the United States to the brink of nuclear warfare. And what I've called, this beautiful show is called... USA versus Canada, dot, dot, dot. It's a boot time. Oh, I like that. I like <laughs> yeah. that title. Yeah. We could just, it's a boot time. It's a boot time. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's these misfits who are idiots, and none of what they're doing is important. Take it way too seriously, and they bring the United States in a little border battle. I like that. It, it, it sounds dangerously similar to the South Park movie, though, when USA and Canada went, went to war against one another. Uh, but I'll take it though. I, I, I've never seen that. But part two has to be called part two, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You gotta yeah. gotta pay homage to the French speaking Canadians. Yeah, exactly. It, it's all about what 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 uh. What, then they'll surrender. What province speaks uh, Quebec? French? Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. Oh, that right. was French. Part of what, Mademoiselle? Yes, it was. Can I borrow a second of your time, please? <laughs> Ooh, French maid, hello. Oh, hello. hello Welcome to Shitty Walk. Would you like to try a shitty crepe? Shitty crepe? Oh, I like that. Um, what do we got to tell the fans? Uh, so I'm glad you guys tuned in. The live stuff's really exciting for us. We do have the hour. Season... I think it's an hour restraint is what we yeah, discovered. Yeah. So it's an hour restraint, so we'll try to keep it lower next time. Which we we used to do all the time on our Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, but we do have the season finale of season six coming up next week. So tune in for that. It's going to be great. Um, otherwise, thanks for listening, Dan. Dan thanks for Dan joining us. Dan, thank thanks you. Got anything to me. say? You got anything to say, Dan, to oh, the fans? Sorry. It, I'm on Skype, the sound cut out. Chris was just staring at me through the camera. <laughs> he probably was like, is that John? How's he there, Andy? All right, come on. It's a joke. Dan, thank you for joining us. Uh, you got any uh, sign-off comments? Uh, no, just keep listening to Deep Thrones. It's a great podcast. Good friend. Good friend of the podcast. Thank you guys so much. And uh, uh, Amelia, hit me up. I promise I won't shoot ropes into your eye.